0: head to my website simonmundy.com or amazon waterstone smiths places like that to get your copy
1: there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plushcare plushcare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe fda approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and zepbound for those who qualify
0: Welcome to this bite-sized episode of Life Lessons from Sports and Beyond with me, Simon Mundy, where I seek to explore life's bigger questions. Here's a question. Are you someone who is better at giving other people advice and perspective when they are faced with a problem than you are at taking your own advice on board during a challenging situation or time? If so, you are far from alone, as it is a really common phenomenon. Now, everyone has an inner voice. Sometimes the conversations people have with themselves can tip over into destructive rumination and self-criticism. And that can affect our mood, our ability to deal with life's challenges, and negatively impact our physical health and overall well-being. The acclaimed psychologist Ethan Cross calls this kind of destructive self-talk chatter – Now I spoke to Ethan about ways to calm the chatter down so that it has less of a negative hold over us to stop us from spiraling downwards and he came out with one tip that is deceptively easy to use but can be a really powerful tool. It's about choosing the words we use when we speak to ourselves wisely and embracing what he calls a distancing technique. Ethan has done lots of research in this area at least in part born of his own experience of the destructive power of chatter. So here is Ethan Cross explaining what he went through that led to his breakthrough and the simple but effective technique that he came out with as a result that might just help you when you're drowning in rumination and catastrophizing self-talk. So I'm, I'm not actually a chronic
1: ruminator. Um, and what was interesting to me is I was temporarily turned into one. So my colleagues and I had published a study about... Um, Ten years ago or so, Uh, basically that was really exciting. We had done a. we, We tried to to see how how similar are the experience of social and physical pain. When you say my feelings hurt after you're rejected, does that actual have a physical pain component? And long of it was, we found that that it that there was this physical aspect to social pain using using brain imaging and. The, the study got, ended up getting a lot of attention. I did an interview on, on, on the evening news. It was really exciting. I was an assistant professor. It was my first brush with television. My mother told me for the first time that it was okay. I hadn't become a real doctor. So, you know, all is good. I'm riding high. And about a week later, I, I, I go into my office at work and I see a hand-addressed envelope which was a little odd to begin with because, you know, no one gets, I don't get hand addressed envelopes anymore. I don't know about, about you, Simon, but yeah, it's all email. Uh, anyway, I open it up as I'm walking to my office and as I do and I pull it out, I see essentially, uh, a, a death threat, uh, a letter where they're really just ugly things, uh, being said about me, my work, pictures of me, stick figure drawings, um, not not the kind of letter you wish on what your worst enemy. And so I instantly began to to sweat. I became nervous. I I I I called in the university administrators. They sent me from one to the next. I ended up an hour later at the local police department. Uh showed them the letter. They took it. They they looked at it. They shook their head. They said, "Well, most of the time this amounts to nothing." So, just sit tight. But you know, just to be safe, you might want to drive home a different way from work every day to be on the safe side. Now, Simon, I live four blocks away from my office. It's not very easy to find different routes home. Um, and so I, we, my wife and I had just had uh, our first daughter at the time. And so all of these protective instincts, instincts began to and survival instincts began to to kick in over the next two or three days. And I mean, what have I done? Why did I do the interview? I've put everyone in danger. What can I do? And so I wasn't sleeping. Um, I, I grabbed my little league baseball bat, started pacing the, the house, peeking out the windows, making sure no one was, 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 you know, stalking us. Uh, lunacy in retrospect, but it felt very, um, it felt like a real, very real threat at the time. At one point at three in the morning, I sat down. And I started a Google search for the phrase bodyguards for academics, which, you know, in retrospect was absolute madness, right? Why on earth would an academic need a bodyguard? But that was a story. That was one uh, one of my first real brushes with intense rumination, intense chatter. And it was not pleasant. Uh, It was not a state I hope to ever re-experience.
0: That does sound particularly grim, but like so many things, it ended up having a little bit of a blessing for you. I, it, that's what struck me, anyway, in terms of ways you found, or a specific way you found to help manage that chatter. Which, like you say, you're not hugely familiar with. So, can you just talk me through the the next steps and and the, your eureka moment, as it were? Well, so so you know,
1: right. <laughs> as, as i 'm typing bodyguards for academics and then thinking and th- then I had this thought of, what are you doing, Ethan? Get your act together and so I did something really funky there. I started thinking to myself, using my own name and 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 words pronouns that you'd normally use to refer to other people and so uh, and that th- that broke me out of this funk it made me realize what I was doing was not commensurate with the situation. It allowed me to think clearly about the the threat at hand. Yes, there is a risk, but it's minimal. We've got an alarm system. I've got a baseball bat. <laughs> um, and and nothing's happened over the past couple of days, right? Like lots of people get threats. Uh, this is probably nothing. And and then I and I went to bed for the first time in, in a couple of nights and I got back to work. And so the idea that thinking through my problems with my own name was helpful to me in that situation and to be clear it absolutely was i'm not over exaggerating the the objectivity that thinking about my experience with my own name provided my students and colleagues and i began to be thinking about what role does language play in helping us reroute our internal dialogues to make them work for uh, rather than against us to to make them more solution focused more challenge oriented rather than filled with threat and and chatter, and so a large program of research really developed around that experience let let's talk about how this actually works because you know it is simple, and I think this the simplicity of it belies the the complexity of what's going on beneath the hood, so to speak, which is actually. Totally fascinating, mind-blowing. Use your favorite uh, adjective to describe it. So, so, so. Let, let, let me give you the quick rundown. Um, you know, one of the things we know, and, and we've seen this in, in in my lab, is that, and, and lots of others for that matter, we are much better at advising other people than we are ourselves. We we actually Solomon's call it, paradox, isn't it? Solomon's paradox, named after the Bible's King Solomon, who was famously adept. At at counseling others. People would come from all over the the Middle East to get his advice. Yet when it came to his own life, like so many of us, he was not similarly capable of of doling out sound judgment. And it actually contributed to his his kingdom's demise. When I give talks on on self-talk and distancing and rumination, I usually ask the audience, has anyone ever experienced a situation in which a friend or a loved one comes to, comes to them with a problem that they're spinning over. And it's relatively easy for, for the audience member to coach that person through the problem. Virtually everyone's hand goes up, right? When it's not happening to us, when we have some distance from the problem, it's much easier to weigh in objectively. And what we've learned is that there are lots of different tools that exist, science-based tools for helping people gain distance from their own experiences, And language, the kinds of linguistic shifts using your name and you to to refer to yourself as you think through a problem, that's one distancing tool. And so um, the the, the way it works is we typically use names and, and second and third person pronouns, words like you and he and she, to refer to other people. And so when we use those parts of speech, names and you, to refer to ourselves, it's like a psychological jujitsu technique in a certain sense. It, it, it gets us to shift our perspective. It gets us to think about ourselves more similar to how we think about others. And with that comes psychological distance and this ability to, to weigh in and problem solve more effectively on the situation. So
0: that's how it works in a nutshell. Psychologist Ethan Cross there explaining his distancing technique for those moments when your inner voice and rumination runs out of control. So instead of speaking to yourself in the first person as I, Ethan suggests talking to yourself using your own name, which opens up a powerful and calming gap between you and your inner voice. His research suggests that a distancing technique like this should enable you to tap into that ability we all have to be able to give other people advice effectively and harness it for your own good. In other words, a simple but effective bit of psychological jujitsu. Thank you for listening to this bite-sized episode of Life Lessons from Sports and Beyond. I hope you found it useful, and I would be delighted to hear your thoughts. Get in touch via my website, simonmundy.com, And thank you to everyone who's already been in touch with your thoughts, ideas, suggestions, or even just for a bit of a natter. It is always much appreciated. And until next time, goodbye. only from
1: rustolium